to here so we don't get fined. My name is David. My name is Thomas. And we are back with another episode. Back-to-back days. You guys are blessed. Um, also, we're, we're failures, which is why we have to record back-to-back days. Oh, but, yeah, dude. It's a blast. And then we got to record again Monday. Can, yeah, we do. On the grind, as they say. Granted, we're only on the grind because we got behind. Hey, way to go, Dr. Seuss. What can I say? All these rhymes I can find. Oh, yeah? Can you go again? It's just a matter of the mind. Oh, wow. You should write children's books. My craft's not quite that refined. Okay. You're... There's no chance you can do it again, though. Do it. Three, two, Listen, one. I can't do it if I'm uh, timed! Sorry, I don't ah! make... Dude, that was dope. I don't... That was what? I was gonna say dope and hype! That was dipe. That was dipe. (laughs) How is this? How are we already so far off the rails? Oh, man. (laughs) I don't know how we got here. Um, Point is, when uh, you see me in the street, I'll probably be hitting bars. Um, But hello. Welcome. We are back. We got a lot to talk about. Obviously, last pod did not go as planned. We had three topics planned. We hit one of them. Um, uh, So, we'll try to hit the other two today along with some other stuff. But, before we do any of that, there's a game coming up. Today is Saturday. It's coming up tomorrow. Uh, It's a pretty big game, I would say. One of the biggest games in sports. The Senior Bowl. Um, It's a little bit bigger than the Senior Bowl. The Madrid Derby. Not quite that big. Okay, 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 okay. The start of spring training. Again, let's calm down. Let's not... (laughs) No, uh, obviously, coming up tomorrow, September... September? February 12th at 5.30 p.m., the probably the biggest game in all sports. The Super Bowl is happening. It is the Kansas City Chiefs back for the third time in five years. It is the Philadelphia Eagles back for the first time since Nick Foles' miraculous comeback. Uh, and there's a lot really special to talk about. It wasn't a comeback either, but miraculous run, Super Bowl run. And the Philly special, one of the greatest trick plays we've ever seen in the Super Bowl. That was pretty dope. Not better um, than the onside kick to start the second half, though. I disagree. That was a horrible. That was a horrible play. It was that was. Stupid. I mean, that you want to talk about? Uh, it just shouldn't have masterf- It shouldn't have worked. Masterfully out coaching. It was dumb. I, I wouldn't call it masterful out coaching. Those two guys have the same amount of Super Bowls. All right. Mm-hmm. No, they don't. That second one was uh, Jim Caldwell. So never mind. It was not Tony Dungy. But anyway, uh, I do. We should talk about coaches who aren't head coaches who should be one day. Because I, I can cut a promo for Jim Caldwell. Jim Caldwell? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He should be a head coach in the NFL. For who? Uh, I would give him a few jobs over a few people currently. Okay. Okay. But we'll get into that conversation. He took the the only playoff win the uh, Lions have in like the last hundred years came because or not playoff win but playoff game came because of Jim Caldwell. That is fair. Like I always he took a terrible, terrible Detroit team to the playoffs like six years ago. And we forget about that. I forget just like how long Detroit has been useless. Like, like you like think about it. like the team that Detroit has right now could very well be the best team they've had in a hundred years. Yeah, which like. And, like, listen, Dan Campbell's doing a great job, but uh, Jim Caldwell did a better job with a worse team. And then he got fired. Like, I don't I don't understand it. Anyway, that's not the topic of today. But I do think I we could kill a pod like that. Um, but, yeah, we have the Chiefs. We have the Eagles going in, playing head-to-head. The Andy Reid Bowl, if you will. The, the Kelsey, Kelsey Bowl, Bowl if you will. First... Super Bowl to feature two uh, African American starting quarterbacks. Yeah, that was, people say this is the age of the black quarterback, and this is definitely 
the Super Bowl to support that for sure. Um, yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting though because neither quarterback is going to be playing at completely one hundred percent. So it's going to be interesting to see who is in better shape. Yeah, I I will say this: there's a lot to go into the Super Bowl, and we'll definitely get into the injury stuff. Um, but I think this is going to be a good Super Bowl. Oh yeah, I think in the past we've had bad Super Bowls. I think last year was a good one. I think the Eagles Patriots was a good one. What was the best Super Bowl you have ever seen? Eagles Patriots. Eagles Patriots. Yeah. I'm biased. Yeah. Steelers Cardinals. Yeah, like I, I'm I'm biased towards the Colts on basically everything. That Bears Colts game was not a great game. Nope. Uh, like we won the Super Bowl. Woo! It was not great. Um, I would, I would go to prison for the rest of my life for a chance to shake Peyton Manning's hand. That Denver Carolina Super Bowl, not great. What about that Denver Seattle Super Bowl? That was not great. That might be the greatest performance one team has had in a Super Bowl. I mean, it's not though. Uh, that Patriots Eagles Super Bowl though. That was a good one. Was phenomenal. You're talking about the Malcolm Butler interception? No. Oh. Eagles. Oh, oh, I don't know why. My, I got Seahawks. On that was game. also a great Super Bowl though. But no, Eagle, the 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 Nick Foles, Tom Brady, the best Super Bowl of Tom Brady's career that Honestly, ended in an L. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Honestly, if you like remove like the last four Super Bowls, we were kind of spoiled with Super Bowls. What do you mean? Well, like you had the 28-3 comeback. Yeah. You had the Malcolm Butler game game winning interception on the one yard line. You had the Philly special. Listen, can we like, not, can we stop talking about Tom Brady and Super Bowls? I, no, I'm just saying, like all, all of those, these Super Bowls featured Tom Brady. Well, that's because Tom Brady's been in all the Super Bowls. Yeah, pretty much. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah, but no, you're right. You're yeah. right. That's that's one thing that's always been great. Not always, but like for the most part, has been great. Um, and that's what I love. Like. This is where the argument for like, oh, the Cinderella team always falls apart. We saw it happen against Georgia with TCU. Uh, we've seen it happen in the Final Four in, in March Madness. We've seen it happen in the finals in March Madness. Um, when the Cinderella team gets to the final, 99 times out of 100, they get blown out and it's not a good game. That's what I love about the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is not a game where you see like a lot of like eight seeds make it. It's not a game where you see a lot of people making a wild card game, making it. And it, it does happen occasionally, but it doesn't happen a lot. And so a lot of times you get one seeds and two seeds, and it's always good. Again, not always, but a lot of times it's really good games when you see these one seeds and two seeds playing each other. And uh, I love it a lot. I would just like to point out that the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers once won a Super Bowl as a wild card team. I said so. it can happen. I'm just saying, like, that was a pretty good game. It was a terrible game, but, like, it was great for me. I said it can happen. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying it's never happened in NFL history. I just want to know why. I'm saying it's more difficult. I just want to know why you're the only person on the planet to hate Cinderella stories. I don't hate Cinderella stories. It kind of feels like I hate when a Cinderella story crashes and burns. I like good sports. Okay. I did not enjoy a single moment of the Georgia TCU game. Okay. And I knew that would happen. Right. But you just always seem to be anti I'm anti Cinderella story, but not because if it worked it wouldn't be cool. If it worked it would be cool. I'm anti Cinderella story because it doesn't work. I mean it could. It could. Awesome. It could. I could figure out a way to create diamonds. I'm not going to dump my life savings into buying coal from Walmart. Well, I'm not saying bet the farm on the Cinderella team all the time. I'm like I I'm not I don't want to root for Cinderella stories to happen because I know that what's going to happen is they're going to get to the final and they're going to get blown out. So I will root for the one seed to win. I will root for the one seed to go all the way because I know that while 99 times out of 100, if it's a 1v8, the one's probably going to blow out the 8. Mm-hmm. I also know that if it's 1v1, 99 times out of 100, it's going to be a good game. 
I mean, that's a bold stance to take. It's a fact. I mean, it's subjective. No, no. The good team beating the team that doesn't belong there, the vast majority of the time is not subjective. I'm saying, I'm saying, a good game is subjective. Do you know anyone other than Georgia fans who enjoyed the Georgia TCU game? Uh, I'm sure TCU fans enjoyed being in the game. I doubt that. I mean, it's better to be in it than to not be in it. I would almost rather Peyton Manning have never gone to his third Super Bowl than for what happened to have happened. Well, what exactly did happen? Not everyone knows what his third Super Bowl is just by, you know, you. The center ruined the entire game and Peyton got blown out. Oh, oh, so it's the center's fault. Entirely the center's fault. What was that? What was the score? Like 55 to 7? Score was like 43 to 8. The same uh, difference. I personally am a believer in momentum, and this is subjective. You can't quantify momentum. So it is subjective. Uh, But I am a believer in momentum. And I think the very first play of the game, in the biggest game in your sport, you sail a football 10 yards over the head of your quarterback and into the back of the end zone, I think you got a pretty big part at ruining the game. Well, yeah, but then momentum can get reset at halftime. We've seen it time and time again. Yeah, but it's very hard to do. I'm just saying. It can happen, but it's hard. Didn't Percy Harvin take the second half kickoff to the house? In that, in that game? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't watch the second half. Oh, yeah, that's right. You uh, yeah. you stormed out. Yeah. I got pissed off. I said a cuss word to my mom, and I drove back to Pulaski. Makes sense. Makes sense. And then I got home. Webb was sitting on the couch. I turned on the television. The uh, Or I walked in, and he had the television going. I saw the score, and I walked into my bedroom. So, yeah, it was a fun day. Good times, good times. Yeah. Good Super Bowl memories. Yeah, it was fantastic. But uh, did you you want to know something about the Super Bowl? Sure. There is a man who has worked the field for every Super Bowl to ever take place. I saw the story. He is from Kansas City. They call him the Sod Father. Yeah. I saw this story. How hard is that, dude? I saw an interview with him, and he just looks like the sweetest old man. Someone asked him what the best kind of grass was, and he goes into this thing for the best kind of grass on an NFL field, and it was awesome. He's like an adorable old man. He's 93. Wow. Yeah. A man's does not know what retirement is. I mean, he's retiring, so. Well. This is his last one. Oh. Did real? you not know that? No. Yeah, this is his last one. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. But, like, I would have thought, like, ten ones ago would have been his last one. No, no, no. this like, is his last one. That's why it's a story. I thought it was just because he was from Kansas City. No. And they're playing in the Super Bowl. No, this is his... He's worked every single Super Bowl that has ever existed. And this is going to be his last one. He's finally retiring. He's 93 years old, so... Jeez. Yep. So, uh, you know, there's obviously storylines that we kind of like dipped into a little bit like as a precursor into this topic but what do you think is the most interesting interesting storyline going into this game this is hard i think it's between three um there are three things that i don't think have ever happened going into the super bowl Mm -hmm. one two black quarterbacks I right. think that's huge. No, yeah. It is there is a disparity in the fact that 90% of your league is made up of black people and 10% of your quarterbacks are made up of black people. And so this movement towards like black quarterbacks I think is great. Um I don't know like there's been this I don't know the word I'm looking for. Um stereotype not stereotype Stigma. per se, but like, um, to be a, like, if you're a black quarterback, you're not going to work out. The stigma? Yeah, stigma. That's it. Like, a quarterback is white, whatever. And I'm not saying all quarterbacks should be black. I'm not like, 
I just think quarterbacks should be whoever has the talent to be a quarterback. And when you have this many talented young men and all of them at one position are the same color, that doesn't make sense. Uh, and so the fact that black, black people can say, hey, I'm not just a running back. I'm not just a wide receiver. I'm not just a corner. I can break into this role. I'm good, too. I have the brain, too. I have the talent, too, to play this position. Breaking away, I think it's awesome. It's the year of the black quarterback. I think it's dope. The fact that there's two black quarterbacks playing in the well, Super Bowl. It's the, it's the year of the rabbit, but, you know, go off. All right. Uh, I think it's an awesome, awesome thing. Uh, I would put that probably at third on my list. Okay. Second uh, is the Kelsey brothers. I think that's dope. Two brothers playing against each other in the Super Bowl. I just mumbled through that. Two yeah. brothers playing against each other in the Super Bowl. And the greatest cool. evidence toward there being a script in the NFL. All right. A That's... new podcast comes out with all the hype in the world, and in their first season, it ends with the two hosts playing against each other in the Super Bowl. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, but can we, uh, not to cut you off, well, I did cut you off. They've done really good on that podcast. They have. I'll get into what I was going to say after you tell me your favorite storyline. <laughs> I just think it's really cool them playing against each other. I am... Listen, there's a petition right now to uh, have the Kelsey mom do the coin flip. That is incredible. And I want it to happen. In the in the like dual jersey. This this is nothing but a win. She can't do the coin flip. A certain person does the coin flip. So she yeah. can't do it. But, but like having her out there, asking which guy to pick, telling which guy. Like having both of them out there. And they're both captains. They're both yeah. offensive captains. So odds are... Or, yeah, they're both offensive captains, so odds are they'll both be out there. But having her ask, like, call it in the air, do you want to defend, which way you want to, that would be a, nothing but a win for the NFL. Don't know why they wouldn't do it. Be a marketing. It'd be awesome. Smash, like. I would say that's my favorite storyline, but I think the most interesting storyline going in this game, I don't know if this has ever happened. We have the two front runners for the MVP. Uh, playing against each other in the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Both of them facing pretty decent injuries. Yep. Both at maybe 75 to 80%. Right. And that's what I find the most interesting. Who is able to maintain their composure long enough in this game? Who is able to fight through the pain long enough in this game? Uh, I, I lean towards Mahomes, both because of the experience, both because we've seen him do it. We saw what he did against the Bengals. Um, but also because he has an ankle problem, whereas Hurts is a shoulder problem. And so I, I, I find that to be very interesting. Who gets hit first? Who gets up the slowest? Who uh, holds on the longest with this injury? Um, I, I, I'm very interested to see the two play against one another, both battling the injuries, uh, and kind of see where we're going from there. To me, the most exciting, exciting storyline going into this game is the Andy Reid history. Yeah. Also, so yeah. you have the winningest coach in Philly's history, Andy Reid, now coaching the Chiefs, going up against a Philly team, which, honestly, this might be me kind of like going overboard here but i think this eagles team right now is the most exciting eagles team i've personally seen but you have hold on i think the dream team quote unquote that philly put together could have been something if they did it for reed and not his replacement Chip Kelly had yeah. a lot of flash yeah. coming into the coming into the NFL because of his success at Oregon. That kind of was near the beginning of the hype of hiring these high-level college football coaches. And for the most part, it hasn't really worked out. I don't know why I always forget how recent that was. Like, you ha like again, Andy Reid, the all-time winningest head coach in Philadelphia Eagles history, the year he was fired, was told that 8-8 eight and eight would not be enough to keep his job. He then goes to Kansas City, and he's, he's the second winningest coach in Kansas City 
likely going to become the most winningest coach next season. I would say. Both teams have one, or both parties, Andy Reid and the Eagles, have won Super Bowl since the departure. Who won? This game decides who won. I don't know that I would say that. Because <clears throat> both of these teams are poised to make runs in the future. Yeah. Like, but I think it's, it's clear. Like, you can tell teams that are not made for longevity. You could tell when te- uh, um, Tampa Bay signed Tom Brady, they brought back Gronk. That was not a team for longevity. They had a two, three, three year window. When max. you trade away your future for Matthew Stafford, you are not trading for longevity. Uh, so like the Rams, the, the Bucks, if uh, that, those are just ones that come off the top of my head, you can tell the Broncos when they got Wilson, when they got Manning, that's not a plan for longevity. That is a plan to get a victory, to win a Super Bowl before you have to rebuild. Um, Philadelphia and Kansas city, I think are both built to win three Super Bowls minimum. So, I like. Let's say Kansas City wins. Oh, Andy Reid won by getting out of Philly. I don't think that's the case. I think Philly still has a good shot to be right back there next year. Let's say Philly wins. Oh, Philly wins. They've won two Super Bowls since they got rid of Andy Reid. I'm putting my. I don't care if they get blown out by fifty. I am putting my money on Kansas City to be back there again next year. Well, I mean, it's like, always the popular bet for the two teams that made it to make it again next year. But that's not something like. Even Brady couldn't make it every year. You yeah, know? but he made it half of his years. Yeah, but like it's just so it's such a small chance with how much parity there is in the NFL that both of these teams will make it to the end again at the same time. Given how bad the rest of the NFC is, I wouldn't count out Philly for the next eight years. And given how good Patrick Mahomes is, I wouldn't count out Kansas City. For the next eight years. Yeah, but that AFC has some heavy hitters emerging. I agree. In the year he lost his best weapon, uh, and one of their best weapons on defense, they fought through the AFC, won the number one seed, and are now back in the uh, Super Bowl. Hey, man, that's fair. That's I'm fair. just like, I, I know it's hard to win a Super Bowl. I understand that completely. I just don't like. I think both of these teams. Regardless of what happens tomorrow, both of these teams will have multiple opportunities in the future. Yeah, but no, maybe not multiple opportunities at a Super Bowl, but to get back to the Super Bowl. I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound crazy. Yeah. And a lot of people are going to roll their eyes at me. If my advisor's listening to this, he's probably going to roll his eyes at me too. There's a degree of luck that goes into making it to the Super Bowl. I don't think that's crazy at all. Like I don't think if if Brock Purdy doesn't get hurt, I don't think Philadelphia is in the Super Bowl. No, exactly. And it's not just like yeah, what happens I don't think with that's other crazy teams. It, it's what happens with your team. Yeah. Yeah. Like could you imagine like how many te- how many teams this year did we see lose a impactful starter for the season? No, at for one sure. Point? For sure. I understand that. I understand that completely. So, like, do these teams have the build, have the talent, have the ability? Yeah, absolutely. These teams are built to at a level where they could conceivably make the Super Bowl the next three, four years. They're that good. But are they going to be able to keep it up? Are they going to be able to not suffer those injuries? You never know. I mean, yeah. No, listen, I hear what you say, but, like, I would imagine Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes are going to be the franchise quarterbacks of these two teams for the next 15 years. That's very possible. Patrick Mahomes for sure. Which means in 15 years, I think both got a pretty good shot at making it back to Super Bowl. I think both got a pretty good shot at making it back multiple times. I think Patrick Mahomes finishes his career with no less than seven appearances and no less than four wins. Doesn't he have one and three? So you're thinking he's going to go three and four? I, I said no less than four wins, no less than seven appearances. 
Okay. I'm not okay. saying that's what my You're not prediction. saying he's going to go four wins and seven apps. Yeah, Just no. No, I'm saying I think... Bare minimum. He wins no fewer than four and makes it to no fewer than seven. He could go to seven and win six. If you had the, if you had the put down money on a number... 50 cents. I'm not. What? I wouldn't put down a lot of money. Because it's crazy to win in the NFL. Okay, okay. Let me let me rephrase that. Someone hands you $50 million, and they're like, this money is yours, but you have to bet it all on how many Super Bowls and appearances Patrick Mahomes finishes his career with. Oh, God. What are the numbers? Five and seven. Five wins and seven appearances? Yeah. So you said no less than four wins and no less than seven appearances. You think seven's right, but you yeah. think he'll win one. Does Wait. So you I, think listen, he'll be I, undefeated in the rest of the Super Bowls he makes? He's only lost one so far. If you if you go five, oh, I thought he had lost two. No. He won one, lost one, and now he's playing in his third. Oh, oh, I see. I yeah. see. Yeah, no, my brain um, up. Listen, I, I have watched a lot of sports in my life. Okay. I have never seen someone play the game as good, play any game. As good as Patrick Mahomes plays football, he does. No, he does. He, like he, he does. I things for will sure. defend LeBron James until my dying day. <coughs> excuse me. All time NBA leading scorer, LeBron <coughs> James. Oh, excuse me. Um, I will. I will always say like LeBron's the goat. I will defend him to my dying day. I have watched Tiger Woods hit some impossible shots. My one of my favorite things to watch is Serena Williams play tennis. That woman is infectious. Uh, obviously, I would die for Peyton Manning. Like, um, I like I watched all these people play football. I have never, or not play football, play sports, their respective sports. I've never seen someone do something so well as when I watch Patrick Mahomes play football. Oh, it's hypnotic. Like it, like. And that sounds crazy, and I understand that. I, I understand that. And that he has haters who are gonna say, "Oh, blah, 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 blah. but like, I just like when I—he's a magician. I am just as baffled when I see a random guy pull a rabbit out of a coke can that he can't possibly fit in. When I watch Patrick Mahomes play football, that play he made, and I think it was the playoffs last year. Maybe two years ago, where he's completely horizontal. That was in the Super Bowl against Super Tampa Bowl. Bay. When he's completely horizontal to the ground and he just flings it, forty yard dot, hit the guy right in the hands. I will always have a chip on my shoulder when it comes to Tyree Kill. I think he's phenomenal. I think he is one of the best wide receivers in the game. His speed, his ability to make a make a guy his miss, run to lose catch, a guy. Yeah. Love Tyreek Hill. I will always have a chip on my shoulder when it comes to Tyreek Hill. For not catching that ball. For robbing us of what would have been the greatest, the greatest play in NFL play. history. Yeah. Like, he was... I don't like... I, I don't, people who haven't seen this, I don't think get a proper understanding. He wasn't... Falling, he wasn't like, oh yeah, he was side. He was Fall. literally parallel. The mathematical definition of parallel to the ground. When he contorted his arm to throw a ball forty freaking yards, struggle a little bit there. It was the most skillful <laughs> throw that has ever existed, and Tyree Kill dropped. It hit him in the face, dude. It. That would have been. Simmer down. I don't even. I wanted them to win the game, and they didn't. And it wasn't because of that. They weren't playing great. The offensive line was. I mean, it looked like a senior was kind center of a sloppy was protected. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I'm not saying that would have changed the game, but I am saying that that would have quite literally been the greatest play in the history of the NFL. I also might be a little too hype on Patrick Mahomes. I understand that. I do this. I devoted my entire life to Peyton Manning when I was like six. So, like, whatever, but he's so good. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, watching Patrick Mahomes play football now is it kind of, like, ruined a lot of the older great football I used to love. Yeah. Because, like, you got, like, you watch a Patrick Mahomes highlight tape, 
and then you watch a Peyton Manning highlight tape, Peyton Manning's is kind of boring. Because he's I, just he's just flinging it. I don't know that I'd call it boring. I think it's different. I think it's equally... Not equally. Patrick Mahomes is so good. But, like, dang near as skillful. But just in different ways. I mean, like, like Peyton just... Manning is the game manager, the check down, the reading defenses ahead of, like, the play, like, that kind of guy. Well, Patrick a, Mahomes is the... Slinger. Huh? Brady's a game manager. Manning's a gunslinger. Manning's also very much a game manager. Eh. I don't know that there's ever been an offensive play where Peyton Manning hasn't called an audible at the line. That's not... that. That's... Because he reads a defense, manages the uh, offense, changes things up, and then throws the ball. To my, Brett Favre was a gunslinger. To my understanding, game managers don't re- they just execute the plan. There's not a lot of wild cards being thrown into that. Yeah, but Peyton Manning made the plan. That's different. Is it? Yeah. Alex Smith is a game know. manager. That's a debate for a different time. Uh but I think it's like but but I wouldn't put Peyton Manning in cuz Brett Favre was a gunslinger. Yeah. Brett Favre snapped the ball and threw it to whoever was open. Preferably as far down the thing as possible. And then he stole money from children. Allegedly. Allegedly. I don't want to get sued. I'm not I don't got that Pat McAfee money, bro. He will not sue us. He's not gonna hear our podcast. He's suing Pat McAfee. And we get twenty listeners an episode. We don't have enough influence to be sued. Yeah, well what if he's one of those twenty, David? Fair enough. Do you ever think about that? I I know I know Brett, I, can't I used to love af- you when I was a kid. I know I can't afford a lawyer against Green Bay's child, Brett Favre. Anyway, um, <clears throat> anyway, point is, I disagree. I think Peyton's still fun to watch. Great to watch. Like, if you told me right now I could only watch highlights from one quarterback for the rest of my life, Peyton Manning or Patrick Mahomes, it would be Peyton Manning. That I would be the him. wrong decision. I agree, but I love him. Like I, he's he has my whole heart. No, I mean that's okay. That's I mean, like if you told me I had to spend time with like, for I could only spend time with one person for the rest of my life, and it was either my sister or Avril Lavigne. My sister's the wrong choice, but she's my sister. I love her. I have to like, I'm picking my sister. Wow, tell us how you really feel, David. What about your sister? I love my sister. I mean, you just said she was the wrong choice. Look, it's Avril Lavigne. Okay, and... But I would still pick my sister. Why do you hate Avril Lavigne? I love Avril Lavigne. Have you heard the theory that she's a clone? Mm -hmm. That her manager killed her and, like, cloned her? There are so many... That's crazy. There are too many rumors about celebrities being clones. Like, it is... It is ridiculous. Like, have you heard the one about Taylor Swift? No. Being, like, this, like cult leader like his daughter looks like just like taylor swift or something and like 1989 was like when she died or whatever and like there's just all these like little like yeah what if like there's one celebrity that is a clone and then someone caught on and someone was like crap we can't let them know let's make up these rumors of all these other celebrities being clones so they'll or, just write it off what if there is one celebrity who's a clone and every time a new rumor starts about a clone they just get super like oh no they're on to us and then they hear the rumor and they're like oh or what if people really are just knocking off clone like knocking off celebrities and replacing them with clones and then making like some sort of like jacked up crazy conspiracy theory to make it sound so ridiculous it can't be real. Here's a hypothetical for you. If it came out that clones were real, yeah. Who would be the first NFL owner to try and implement a clone? Jerry Jones. What do you mean? Yeah, uh, yeah, That's I, not even the, the last the last part of that question was going to be and why is it Jerry Jones? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, dude. Not even a question. Um, Who does he clone first? <laughs> Roger Staubach. Roger Staubach. Really? I'd be trying. I'd be like Jimmy you know, Johnson. Be like what do you, he'll program it to where you can't argue with him. <laughs> <laughs> Emmett Smith. Oh man. Goes off. Uh, goes off script. <laughs> Tom Brady. <clears throat> all right. All right. All right. Back to La Super Bowl. Oh. 
I made a I made like a hint at like script like yeah. a script earlier. Have you seen all these videos that players are posting being like, got my script for the next yeah. season, y'all watch out. Yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't I feel like I feel like we're gonna see the best of the script type videos come free agency. Man, come I, the draft. I love it. Like Aaron I love Fox, that man. I'm glad this didn't get taken too seriously. Yeah. Because this started because people were legitimately like the NFL is rigged. Yeah, there's this, a shocking number of people though that legitimately yeah, believe yeah, yeah. that it's rigged. But it really easily could have been taken too seriously, and then had to be like Roger Goodell would have had to make a statement and like blah 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 blah. Yeah, but it hasn't been taken too seriously. It's turned into a hilarious meme. It's a meme, dude. Like, I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh, what a great, great gift. Yeah, that could have been a terrible disaster. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Back to the Super Bowl. Um, ultimately, I agree with you. The Andy Reid Bowl, I think, is really, really cool. I think he has a score to settle. Um, we got to make a pick. We got to make a pick. We've been avoiding it for a long time. It's the day before. We have the official line. Uh, Are you sure you don't want to wait for it to get more... Yeah, more solidified. Yeah, no. um, What's the line? It's time. Well, hold on. I'll ask you this before we start. Okay. Would you prefer... Do you want to go ahead and talk about the injuries for each game? Or do you want to make our picks and then talk about why and then talk about like the injuries and stuff? Uh, let's talk about the injuries and then make the picks. Okay. Um, Kansas City is missing MBS. Okay. That's it. Kadarius Tony well, full McCall practice. Hardman. Or no, 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 Miko Harmon, you're right. Miko Harmon is on IR. He will not be playing. We know that for certain. Everyone else is full go. MBS, uh Juju, uh Kadarius Tony, Patrick Mahomes is supposedly good. You saw there are clips that have come out from this week from practice. He looks like he's running around fine. His press conference, he kind of like skipped down the stairs and looked like he was walking on it absolutely fine. Um, so I'm not too worried about that there. It is obviously still a uh, concern, but I'm not crazy worried about it. On the Eagles side, one very important player for the Eagles is who we need to watch out for. Lane Johnson is still questionable mm. with a, uh, I believe it's a pack injury. I could be wrong. That's going to be a big but. Uh, yeah, so that's the only really questionable. Everyone else that was on the injury report is full participant in practice and expected to play. So the only one that's questionable is Lane Johnson. And uh, Jalen Hurts, similarly to Patrick Mahomes, we've seen videos of him throwing balls at practice. We, he looked fine. He wasn't um, feeling it too bad on like press conferences or anything like that. So both quarterbacks look, and now we've only seen them in practice, no pads, uh, press conferences, whatever, look fine uh, and like they're going to be good to go 80-85% somewhere in there but we don't really know but that's at least optically what it looks like let me tell you if I was a hurt quarterback who I'm not saying that this is what either of them are doing but if I was a hurt quarterback going into a Super Bowl milk it I would I would play up the yeah. uh, limp yeah I would I would play it up I would be like yeah I can I can barely put any any weight on it you know and then uh, go in and just yeah yeah because they'll they won't be game planning yeah. for a fully healthy you they won't be game planning for an 80 percent healthy you if you're 80 percent and you show 40 percent like yeah listen that's, that's gonna, smart that's going to open things up that is smart uh but hey, fletcher cox how you doing skirt yeah <laughs> sent you to the store my guy <laughs> uh but that's i mean that's what i would do but what's the official spread the official spread for the game. Yeah. Philadelphia minus one and a half. Give me the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs winning. I. By three. I have the Chiefs for one reason. Yeah. I think we, I think this game is going to be Kadarius Tony's welcome party to the NFL. I also have the Chiefs, but for a lot of reasons. He, okay. So we've talked about Andy Reid today. Yeah. And. Andy Reid has said that there's going to be a lot in there for Tony 
in the game plan. Tony was a, you know, first-round pick to the Giants a couple years ago. It didn't work out. They ended up trading him for no return at all. Yeah. He was a first-round pick for a reason. Yeah. He's got the abilities. He's got the traits. It just needs to come together. And what better time for it to come together than a game plan that has a lot in there for him on the biggest stage with the greatest quarterback and one of the greatest coaches. We've also seen it a little bit in flashes. We've, yeah, we've seen we He had that baller of a game last year yeah. with the Giants that he then got ejected for fighting. Yeah, we, we've seen his physicality. We have seen his speed. His tenacity. His ability to catch a ball, his ability to create separation, his, his footwork... His ability to get yards after the catch. Like, we've seen it all individually. So, if it all comes together in the Super Bowl, that would be, yeah, lights out. I don't... Do you think they realize the ability to haunt Giant fans' dreams for the next 10 years? I think he like does. right there? I think he does. Like, if you're Kadarius Tony, how do you not have yeah. that desire? Yeah. That drive? Because, like, we talked about what the Giants' wide receiver room was this year. It's nothing. Yeah. And they traded you for a, a third? Yeah. Like, it's definitely, if, if it all comes together, dude, I think, I love Tony. I think he's going to be huge. I think he's going to be their wide receiver one soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, big fan. If, I, if I'm if i Kadarius Tony, tomorrow is the most excited I've been for a game in my life. Which can I say? This is complete, not completely off topic, but like, it's more about the, roster of Kansas City in the future not the Super Bowl but um, I think perfect situation would be Kadarius Tony wide receiver one because where have we seen Juju the best in the slot at wide receiver two in the slot in the our speed guy is going to distract you're going to get the yards because it's where Juju's at his best Michael Hardman has always been at his best at wide receiver three he can also catch a deep he's just a burner dude like we have they have the perfect situation at the wide receiver room if Kadarius Tony can be that number one guy. And here's the great thing about being able to play Juju in the slot. He is such a strong run blocker. Yeah. That you're, I'm not going to say you're adding an extra offensive lineman, but you might as well be adding, adding a, a good tight end. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and for a team that we have seen have issues running the ball, not lately with Isaiah Pacheco, but pre, an extra blocker would have helped. Speaking of, Running the ball in Kansas City, Clyde Edwards Alaire will be playing in this game. As a backup. I was about to say, I hope they don't I hope that's not a bad thing. Because I hope they don't try to put him back in at if, one, especially with how good Pacheco's going. You can't start at C E H. You can't. After how I agree. good Pacheco's been. I agree. This is Pacheco's job. Yeah, I agree. But anyway, I I also have Kansas City. But for a lot of reasons. Um one I've talked about before. I don't believe I, I don't believe in superstition, but I believe how superstition can impact how people play. Um, so, like, if you believe that if you don't wear your lucky socks, I don't think it has anything to do with it. But I think if you don't have your lucky socks, you'll get in your own head and play worse. You know what I mean? Right. I've had that conversation. Um, I think it's similar to just like attitudes in general. I think attitudes affect things. I think for some reason, despite how dominant they have been all year, despite the nearly unanimous MVP that Patrick Mahomes got this year, I don't know if you saw that, 48 votes for Patrick Mahomes, one vote for Allen, one vote for Hertz. That was the MVP voting. 48 out of 50 votes. That that is So despite the nearly unanimous MVP, the incredible season that they had, the fantastic season that obviously he had, for some reason, every talking head and their mother is talking about why Kansas City's going to lose this game. I mean, every talking head and their mother was talking about why Kansas City was going to lose against the Bengals. Every talking head and their mother was going to talk about why Kansas City wasn't going to win the division. Why Kansas City was going to take a step back without Tyreek Hill. I was one of those talking heads. I think... I was not. I think this team, the entirety of this team has a chip on their shoulder. We already talked about Kadarius Tony's chip. We have Travis Kelsey wanting to show up as big brother. We have Patrick Mahomes wanting to prove his haters wrong. We have Andy Reid about to look at the Philadelphia owners and say, the reason you couldn't fire me 
I'm gonna or the reason you fired me is because I couldn't win a Super Bowl. Let me show you how wrong you were. I just think the attitude of the Kansas City Chiefs is one of let me prove you wrong. And I think that is a more powerful, a more dangerous, and a scarier attitude than the Philadelphia Eagles, who are coming in with, we're going to win. We've been having fun. Coach Sirianni, he's a dummy. (laughs) How did we allow the Kansas City Chiefs to become underdogs? I don't know, but I love it. How? I love it. We know better than this. Yeah. We, We know better than this. I also think we're a little bit... I think we've had a false sense of how good Philadelphia is. I'm not saying they're bad. Kind of feels like you're saying but they're bad. I think there are four teams in the AFC that because they're in the AFC, they weren't allowed to get to where they are, that I could argue are better than Philadelphia. Really? Four? I, three. I'm not going to say four. Three? I can make an argument for four, but I'll say three. I think Buffalo, Cincinnati, and Kansas City are all better than Philadelphia. Oh, 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 I thought you were saying three teams in the NFC. No, 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 AFC. I, okay. I think they're I far see. and away the best team in the NFC. I see. I and see. I think they'd be the fourth best team in the AFC. I just think it's like there is such a disparity. I mean, we had this conversation yesterday with quarterbacks. Like, I would take Brock Purdy over the entirety of the NFC roster in the playoffs this year. Like, Even Jalen Hurts? With the exception of Jalen Hurts. But, like... That's what I'm saying. There's such a disparity between the NFC and the AFC. And so because we've seen Philadelphia beating the crap out of teams like the Giants and the fifth-string emergency quarterback Christian McCaffrey 49ers, we we see like, oh, Philly's so dominant, they're going to win. And I think they're a great team. I really do. I, I just talked about how I think they're going to have a couple of good shots in the future. But I don't think they're as good as we think, like, we're giving them a 10 out of 10. I think they're more like a 9.5 out of 10. And I think Kansas City is that 10 out of 10. And while they've been facing a bunch of 6 out of 10s and embarrassing them, now they're facing a real 10. And it's going to be a different task. It's going to be a stronger, tougher task. And I think we see them fall. I think maintaining a 9.5 out of 10 is going to be harder than a lot of people think it is. I agree. Because, like, you know. But again, like, they're in the NFC, so who cares? NFC fans care. 49er fans care. We Philly fans care a lot. And look at that 49ers game statistically. Jalen Hurts played bad. Yeah. But, again, injured shoulder. Yeah. You know. I do think two weeks um, has helped both of their injuries. We saw how dominant Mahomes was against Baltimore, Cincinnati. Um and with how, do- I mean, he played just, and when I say dominant, I don't mean the score was dominant, but he was dominant. 67% completions, over 320 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. Like, just a phenomenal game out of Mahomes on a bum ankle. Uh, and so, um, I think it's, the way he was able to do that on a couple days rest, now he's had two weeks rest, like, come on. And then Jalen Hurts. Um, I, I, I'm more worried about the shoulder because it's a shoulder. And I think it's his non-throwing arm. Well, um, some argue that that's sometimes more significant. Exactly. It's still a shoulder. And so I'm still worried about that. I think you take a hit, it hurts your shoulder a lot more than it does your ankle. Especially when we have a quarterback who relies on his feet yeah. a lot more. He takes more shots. Yeah. He has to open himself up to more contact. Yeah. In and, the game. And a guy like Mahomes is, uh, and, and Jalen Hurts is too, a do-it-both-ways kind of guy. He can throw in the pocket. He can escape. Um, and so if his ankle starts hurting him, he can just sit in the pocket. He doesn't have to run around and hurt that ankle more and still make incredible passes. And if he gets hit, it's not really going to hurt his ankle anymore. Whereas if Jalen Hurts, his shoulder's hurt and he can't really run around as much, he sits in the pocket, he can still make those throws, but he gets hit, his shoulder's still getting significantly hurter. Yeah. Hurter? More hurt. <laughs> And it so hurts. more hurts. Yeah. And so like I don't know, man. I just think the injury is more significant on the side of Jalen Hurts. I think the attitude is scarier on the side of Kansas City. Um, I think, I I really think Kansas City wins this game. I think it's close. I think they win by like maybe a last second Harrison Butker think, field goal. I think it's like the that. best Super Bowl we've had in the last five years. I hope so, man. I'm excited to watch uh, it. But listen, we are 
running tight on the time, and there's something I've wanted to talk about. I want. I'm, I'm going to force it into this episode. <laughs> it's happening. Uh, Manchester City. Oh wait, one more thing about the Super. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Uh, Manchester City, pretty significant Premier League club, has won Never like of three of the last five titles, something like that. They're pretty good. Never heard uh, since their cash takeover in 2008, where the next season they won their first Premier League title with what is arguably one of the more notable moments in the league's history with Sergio Aguero having a stoppage time goal to win their first title or something like that it might have been like their second title but it was their first one in a while that sparked this massive dynasty that continues today and this team they even got jamie tart what beat the heck out of richmond fc yeah 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 they're a good team yeah uh stole my my club's wonder kid Jack Grealish for a hundred million pounds. I was I was talking about Ted Lasso, not real life. Yeah, well, uh, I'm I'm sure they wish that they were in a TV show and not in real life because yeah. they have been slapped with a hundred and one allegations of violating financial <gasps> fair play. Holy crap! A hundred and one. One hundred and one. And when I say it's everything, anything you could think. They could be getting in trouble for it. They are getting in trouble for lying about what they're paying managers, lying about what they're paying players, lying about income received from tickets, endorsements, and and merchandise, interfering in the investigation. You name it. Wow. They are being accused of it. When aging, explain yourselves. So the way financial fair play works is a team... Owners have to disclose how they will react or make up when a club loses like 130 million pounds over three seasons. Like that's their total like net profit. Yeah. Uh, and they've been lying about the money coming in, and they have been spending money without a care in the world. Uh, we've seen we. I mean, I mentioned Jack Grealish. That was the highest ever recorded bid for a player in in the premier league 100 million pounds players have been bought for more but like i don't know the exact wording but it was significant it got beat last month but uh it's notable because we're talking about a team that just got done with a two-year uefa ban for financial fair play rule violations it was later overturned in uh the highest sport court in the uh, world is like SAS arbitration rulings. Uh, but they're facing a significant punishment. There's a couple of ideas what it could be. It could be a transfer ban. It could be point reductions. It could be fines. And even on the, wor- the worst case scenario is instant relegation. Listen, <clears throat> in, in Man City's defense, I don't know much about financial fair play. Okay. Let me correct that. I don't know anything about financial fair play. Um, I don't really know much about soccer in general. I'm not a soccer guy. You know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, our listeners know that. But I will say this. I know a lot about football. I know a decent amount about baseball. We have things called salary caps and luxury tax. Yep. Which seems to be pretty straightforward. Mm-hmm. There are loopholes and blah, 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 penalties, blah, 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 blah. But you pretty much know you do something, you're going to get punished. You do this, yep. you got to pay this. It seems pretty cut and The dry. bill comes due. From what you have explained to me about this financial fair play, it sounds much more convoluted and complicated. And hey. so in the defense of Man City, which it sounds like they did scummy stuff and like they intentionally went around these rules and stuff like that. But maybe if you had more cut and dry, you cannot do this or this will happen, and less confusion of the rules of financial fair play, it would prevent this stuff from happening in the future. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's an example of some of the, like, just the facts behind the story are crazy. Here's an example. One of the uh, allegations was that they lied about what they were paying their manager from 2000, the manager who managed that team from 2008 to 2013. He was reported to make 
million pounds a year from the club to be a manager. However, he got paid an additional 1.4 million pounds from a Middle Eastern team that he only had to give a commitment of four days in the year to. How's that Man City's fault? Uh, that's sketchy. How's that Man City's fault? It, it's, 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 what do you mean? The Middle Eastern team pay, can pay him whatever they want to pay him. I don't know what the exact, like, evidence That's what I'm saying is. about Man City. I understand. It, Man uh, City's like, listen, we fund your team, pay this man this much money, yeah. or at least put it down on your books, and we'll pay him the money. I understand what you're saying. It is sketchy, and it is probably scummy. I'm saying if I'm Man City, that's what I'm saying. Listen, if they want to pay the man 0.6 mil a day, that's on them, not on us. I don't, you know no, what I mean? Yeah, but I don't know what the evidence is, but there is evidence that links the two clubs oh, okay. together. So... And, like, you know, like, at first you sit back and you think about it and you're like, okay, what we know about Middle Eastern soccer teams is they're not afraid to fork out money to attract people. I mean, we saw with Ronaldo's deal recently that that is very true. So it makes sense that they would pay a significant amount of money to a top-level Premier League manager. That makes sense. Yeah. However... What doesn't make sense is that they would pay a Premier League manager more to be a consultant than he Mm -hmm. makes from managing the club he manages. Yeah. No, I understand what you're saying. It's a lot of sketchiness. I find it very unlikely that we see the worst case scenario of relegation or a point reduction. I think it's more likely that there's a transfer ban and a fine. Listen, I know I'm not a big soccer fan. But I have at least paid slight attention to the EPL since, like, 2013. hmm And it seems to me like Man City has been one of the biggest grabs. Yeah. Like, Man City has been one of the biggest attractions to the Premier League in that time. hmm And so, while I don't know much about soccer, I imagine it's similar to other sports in the sense that you're more inclined to give a slap on the wrist to the guys that bring you a lot more money. Yes, however, I feel like in soccer, it's designed for more of an ebb and flow. So if City got, let's say, let's say worst case scenario, City got insta relegated, another team would yeah. just take I mean, that's its fair. spot. You know, that's fair. And I'll say this: when I say slap on the wrist, I don't mean literally. Like they still get punished, just not the worst case scenario. It's not like if a club like Norwich yeah. did this, they'd be done. They'd be yeah. Get your <laughs> yeah. get out of Tier here. Tier five. Bye. Next week you play Wrexham. Have fun, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, dude, crazy, crazy stuff. It's just like, it's so hard to wrap your brain around. Could you imagine, like, the Lakers just go so far into the luxury cap that the NBA is like, ha, you're a G League team now. That would be hilarious. It would Do you be. know how many championships LeBron would win it in would the be, G League? It would be it would be chaotic. <laughs> and, uh, and like there's a small part of me that just wants that chaos to happen. LeBron would blow Bill Russell out of the water. I just like I like part of me wants it to happen because I know it's not going to. LeBron know? would play until he's sixty if he went to the G League. But also like here's here's the significance though. I love LeBron. Let's just wa- rock with me on this hypothetical. I'm an Aston Villa fan, so I know what it's like when a team gets relegated. It's you could not stop fun. after ten Villa fan or before ten Villa fan. That was you, you did a lot there for a very small thing. Yeah. Uh, when a team gets relegated, let's just say Man City got relegated. Yeah. Here's what would happen. There would be y'all wouldn't get promoted. We can't get promoted. We're already in the Premier League. Oh yeah, you're right. Y'all did get promoted again. We if any and actually we would because we would slide up a place. You're right. So jokes on you, Mister Funny so y'all Guy. Get relegated. Nice. No, what? No, we're not in relegation. We're in eleventh. We're in the middle of the table. For now. That's okay. It's okay to be in the middle of the table, anyway, David. Continue with what you were saying. Uh, there would be a feeding frenzy on Man City's club and the players. A lot of these players have release clauses written into their contracts that allows them to make a departure should a team be relegated yeah like premier league players don't play in the championship for fun you know they play in the premier league because for every level you slide down or up there is a significant increase or decrease in the pay rate 
makes sense. Yeah. If Man City got insta-relegated, they might be able to keep a couple of their more promising players, but their stars, oh no, they're gone. And they're going to their biggest rivals in the Premier League. You'd always hear, like, money is the root of all evil. Yeah. And when you look into white-collar crime and what all it entails, that becomes more and more believable. Yeah. (laughs) But anyway, that's crazy stuff about Man City. Um, It looks like we're not going to get into the NBA trade deadline. All I'll say is this. If you want to see some crazy stuff, look up what happened on January... On uh, Thursday, February 9th, on uh, Thursday, crazy stuff all over the place. Sham Sharania's Twitter was popping off. Lots of really big trades, really important stuff. We might talk about that at some point. We can't get to it today. Uh, But Lakers are going to win the championship. I don't know. Your boy's got to go to work. Yeah, yeah. But But uh, anyway. I don't know where you're going. I don't know what kind of pizza you like personally i'm a red baron frozen kind of guy uh you guys know where i'm going and i'm personally a new york style at the place i'm going to kind of guy it's pretty pizza it was, yeah it's pretty good pizza Clark norris oh, oh so is great. that copyrighted i don't think so tell your bosses not to give us a strike i'll do what i can oh. but uh i don't know who you're going with but i hope you have a great time and uh, I don't know about you, but uh, we're, we're just, just here so we don't, don't get fined. fined.